Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Welcome everyone to Let's Chit Chat Health and Wellness. I'm Chandria Singleton. I'm a radiologic technologist as well as a certified health coach. And I love bringing you all amazing, amazing guests. And today it is no different. We have our radiology segment, but we're going to be talking about a few different things in this conversation with my amazing guest, Shalonda Jones-Thomas. She has so many letters behind her name, so I'm not going to read them to you. I'm going to let her explain to you what they are, what they mean, because she is so overqualified uh, for what she does. And just a gem to the field of radiology. She is a multimodality medical imaging professional for over 20 years, and she specializes not only in radiology, but CT and MR as well. She is the CEO and founder of the Thomas Institute of Health Professionals. She's going to tell you guys what that is, and some of you would definitely want to grab a pen, get ready to get our information out or pull your phones out and go to her website because she not only serves as a medical legal consultant to the federal government, she serves on several advisory boards for local colleges. She's an author. She speaks locally and nationally. And without further ado, welcome Shalonda to our podcast. Thank you, Shandria, for inviting me on the podcast. I, again, am Shalana Jones-Thomas, and I am the founder, um, CEO of the Thomas Institute of Health Professions. I originally started um, in the field when I I graduated from high school. And so looking back, uh, there was not a lot of talk about medical imaging. That wasn't even a choice for me, um, was medical imaging. So I went to college in a small town, um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, at a school called Shelton State. So it's a community college. And I was going to start school to become a social worker. So that actually was my goal. Wow. Was to go and be a social worker because, again, I grew up in an even smaller town with one stoplight. <laughs> A stoplight in and a stoplight out. <laughs> so um, I looked around, you know, reality hit when you graduate. Right. So I looked around and I said to myself, wow, there's really nothing here for me to do. Um, the job offers were slim to none. Mm. And so I immediately enrolled um, the following semester into college. And I just kept going from there. Um, it was actually my anatomy and physiology teacher one and two who told me about the field and so I loved when I started college I loved the idea of anatomy and physiology I love dissection which is crazy isn't it yeah <laughs> uh, but, but I loved all of that and I was so into it you know he was an excellent instructor it makes a difference yeah um so one day uh well one night um because I had night classes 
and I worked on a day. So one night he um, came to me, he's like, have you thought of be, about being a radiologic technologist? And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and so he simply explained it as those are the people who do images on patients in order for the doctor to get a diagnosis. And he suggested that I go to a community, uh, that I go to the local hospital and see more about it. And when I did, I was so amazed that here's a field that had nothing, knew nothing about, right? That encompassed everything that I love. I love science. I love math. And so, of course, I love anatomy and physiology. So right. um, I immediately changed my major from so, to be a social worker and enrolled into the University of Alabama at Birmingham BS radiography program. Okay. And so that's how I got to where I am as a radiologic technologist. So tell us, this is like an amazing story because it's so interesting when I interview and work with different radiologic technologists. Most of us started out going in a different path because we knew nothing about radiology. And for me, that's been my passion. Um, you know, I had an uncle that was in radiology. I just knew he had a great job and he wore scrubs and he only worked like three days a week and he made really good money. And his family, you know, they had a very comfortable life, but I just never knew what he did. And, you know, he actually hired me for my first job Wow! <laughs> when I got into radiology. But it just shows that things are sitting right there in front of our face. We don't know about it. We have got to tell more because when you talk about all these sciences, that fits right into STEM programs. Exactly. And- yeah, and a lot of us don't think, we think just engineering, at least I did, engineering or technology when it comes to STEM. But a lot of kids, schools, and a lot of parents really want their kids in STEM programs. And that is really on an up and up area, uh, come up area where I live. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. STEM, it fits right into radiology. So tell us, you exactly. have a lot of initials behind your name. You, you went and got your bachelor's in radiology. Tell us what those initials mean. Um, so I am completing my doctorate in healthcare administration. Um, I have a BS for Bachelor of Science in Radiologic Technologist. I'm an RT, which is a radiologic technologist. I'm certified by the ARRT, which stands for the American Registry of Radiologic Technologists. I have a master's in education in curriculum and instruction, and I'm certified in computed tomography, we call it CT. Mm-hmm. I'm also certified in magnetic resonance, uh, which is MR. And so that is kind of the direction I went. I kind of kept going back to school. I love the field. I have a very strong passion for the field. Um, I have mentors um, um, or mentees. I have mentees um, which actually have come to me and said, hey, I want to do something like you. Um, can you be my mentor? And so that's kind of how I give back to the community. I'm in a lot of organizations. Um, I feel blessed that I'm able to go out into the community and not only just go out into the community, but ex- be accepted by the community as a radiologic technologist, as a professional, you mm-hmm. know. Um, even when I started working for the federal government, um, I realized I'm always the only one. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm always the only female. Mm-hmm. As I moved up, uh, I was only female. I was only African-American female. 
And I was the only radiologic technologist in a lot of the medical situations. Um, and so <clears throat> when I did research, for example, uh, I was a researcher for um, the School of Medicine. Here I am again, the only one. Um, when I, as I moved up the ranks and became director, um, I moved here to Arizona from Alabama eventually, and I was worked for the corporate uh, office. And so I was over the online programs. Again, the only one. Um, and so I do not get intimidated by that. Actually, it is very much invigorating for me to set the standard right, all the way around. And so I do go out and I educate. I go to community colleges and teach. Um, I've been asked several times to be a guest lecturer at different colleges. So I go out and teach people about the field and let them know about the field. I go to high schools and let students know about the field. So I try to put that information out there, like you said, the STEM, um, for students that love the idea of a field where they can, they love physics. Right. Hey, this is a field for you, you know, that I I love physics. Geometry, anatomy, physiology, biology. um, We use all of that to produce our images. And so I, I um, recently been asked to become a judge for our local STEM program. Oh. Um, so, um, I'm, like I said, I'm always out there. Um, yeah. I'm a, um, I volunteer a lot. Um, so currently for my um, church, I'm the medical ministry president. So traditionally it has been nurses Right. That lead that ministry. And so members often call me a nurse. <laughs> right. And so I inform them that I'm not a nurse. I am better than a nurse. <laughs> I tell them. Uh, I'm a radiologic technologist and I explain to them what I do. Um, just recently, I spoke at a uh, community event and I talked about breast cancer mm-hmm. and the importance of breast cancer screening. and um, when I finished talking, talking, and it didn't take me long because my previous speaker <laughs> talked longer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, it was funny to me because I was like, she did, she spent a whole hour and, yeah. you know, and here I had 20 minutes left. So I just, you know, when you know what you're doing and you, you know, you're professional and people see that I kind of just, you know, I didn't do the PowerPoint at all. Yeah. You know, and I told them, I said, we're just going to talk. Yeah. And that is what I did. And um, from that talk, uh, we had several women and I also talked about men. So they started questioning as well. Um, uh, went and got their mammograms uh, because I had a mammogram truck outside, you know. Oh, nice. Um, and so, you know, it's all about making a difference in the community for me. I got all these initials. Right. But for me, it's about educating myself in order to help someone else. And that's why I wanted you to talk about those initiatives because I want people to understand, you know, how you get those and why you get those and mm-hmm. what you're doing with them. You know, exactly. I mean, they mean something. <laughs> Don't let's not take it away. It takes a lot of work to get all of those and to keep them current and to know what you're doing because not only does she know these, but she also has taught nuclear medicine. Exactly. And you're not a nuclear medicine technologist by right. 
But that just goes to show that when you educate yourself in our field, there are so many different directions you can go. And that, to me, I've been following Shalanda for a very long time. I was so impressed when I was going through my registries. I was like, wow, she's really, really smart. That's all I kept saying. She's really, really smart. And she's really professional. She's really, really smart. And I didn't see anyone that was doing what you were doing. Um, And that's what I was telling my husband when we were talking before. I always talk to my husband before I do a podcast because just bounce things off. He's in radiology as well. And, you know, just getting his perspective on how I should interview people. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like more people. When you're going back to school as an adult, which is what I did in radiology and getting my certifications. I, was I did as well. Living on my own. So it was a whole different mindset. And I needed instructors. I think about the instructors that I had when I was going back for my certifications. It took a lot of, I was very um, scared. I was very scared. Number one, I knew this was like my only shot. I had to do it. I still had to work and I didn't feel very confident in myself like I did when I went back when I was younger. There's, you know, exactly. it's just something that I think happens when we get older. And when you have people on your side, mentors, educators on your side that say, hey, you can do it. And I'm going to show you a way that you can do because everybody doesn't learn the same way. Exactly. Uh, and I obviously look at your students that go through your class. And to me, they just look like at peace. They look like I did it. You know, I'm sure they were scared. Like I was scared and the others were scared. But what you give in your course is more than just knowledge and more than just do this and more than just getting your exams. Mm-hmm. You're obviously giving people tools that help them not only to pass, but to have confidence when they go out into the field. And I think that's so important. So what motivated you to keep going? Because like you said, you were a working technologist. You're working right now getting your doctorate. I mean, you, you've got contracts with the federal government. You're running an institution for, for education. So how, what motivates you to keep going? You're a mother, you're a wife. Exactly. <laughs> um, mainly the mother part of it, because not only am I doing this for myself, for the community, mostly I'm doing this for my children. And I want them to see that you can do it. You know, um, we often go back to our hometown, to my hometown, you know. So if I came from this, you have you had a better foundation than I had. Right. So you definitely can do it. Yeah. And so um, I encourage all my kids to go back and go to school and get their education and strive to be the best that you can be. And also, um, like when I first graduated, everybody was, you know, telling me, you know, about social, to be a social worker, right? Um, because in our town, there was not a, not a, a lot of knowledge, like I said, about other programs that I can go to. I graduated in the top percent of my uh, graduating class. Um, and then it was funny because when I started Shelton State, um, and I tell this story, and I tell this story because I, I'm very transparent, mm-hmm. um, and I think my story helps other people. Mm-hmm. So I tell my students this when they become, you know, oh, I can't do it. Yes, you can. If I can do it, right? Can do it. <laughs> uh, I'm not one of those naturally smart. Uh, people say I'm I'm wrong, but I am not. <laughs> I'm not one of those naturally smart people. I'm just determined. Mm. Um, so when I started Shelton State um, and decided to change my major, um, one of the courses I had to take was physics. Okay. So 
uh, here I am taking physics and I'm having a hard time. I'm like, it's physics one. Why am I yeah. having a hard time? <laughs> Why am I having such a hard time with physics one? I, I had took all my math. I was taking calculus at the time and trigonometry. And I was taking all these courses, but I could not pass physics one. <laughs> and so I struggled. Uh, literally, I would study all night. Mm-hmm. Um, understood the information in the book, but when it came time for her test, couldn't pass it. And so that was the first class that I had to drop. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to drop this class. Yeah. And I had a C in that class. And she was like, well, you got a C in the class. I'm like, uh, this is a hard C. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to stay in here. And then I don't pass the class. Right. So right. I like, let me, re- you know, come back and think about it and see what are the alternatives I have. So um, when I went to the university, uh, got enrolled at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, I once again, sitting up here and um, we got physics. So I got all my courses almost out the way, except for physics. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, this time I had a teacher, we in an auditorium, right? And he's just writing on the board. He's going to turn around and talk to the class. And that's why I'm like I am as an educator. Because I had the experience mm. where, you know, you have an instructor, don't make eye contact with you, kind of come in and start talking and writing on the board. Mm-hmm. He was one of those instructors. Right. Once again, <clears throat> in the middle of the auditorium, and he turns around and I'm like, can you explain to me how you got that answer? Right. Well, he couldn't really explain to me how he got the answer. And so I'm like, wow, I can't believe this. These people have gotten to this position and they can't even explain what they do you know so um I went I was so you know like felt beaten down actually mm-hmm. uh, I'm like this is the only class and I don't, I don't understand why I can't pass this class so I went to um went to the school and talked to the program director and they were like we was wondering what's taking you so long to to uh finish and so I told them what was going on and they were like we think you'll be great at medical physics. Oh yeah. There's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, so they're like, it's a three in one physics, but we think what you are, you're a realist. Like yeah. you, you, if you can visualize what's going on, you can figure it out. That's how I am. Yeah. And so that's because, you know, talking about putting a, um, a, a string from 45 yeah. degree angle and the tension on the, you know, on the string, yeah. Um, but when you're talking about something I can physically see, I do well at it. So I did. I rolled um, into the course and made an A. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 a, a. <laughs> Very logical um, person. And I think that's so important in radiology, too. You you have to be book smart, but you also have, also have to have logical sense, too. Exactly. You know, because everything is I'll tell this story. I had a, um, a, a, several incidents throughout my career, and I'm sure you have as well in those listening that you've had patients come in and they maybe came in for a wrist. Well, everybody sets up their scans differently when it comes to radiology. There's no right or wrong way. Whatever, however you do, it works for you. Mm-hmm. But every patient is not the same. Every foot is not going to be scanned the same. Every humerus is not going to be scanned the same, especially in MRI. Exactly. You know? So, because they just, it's just, there's certain anatomy that just does not, is not textbook on everybody. 
Exactly. So when you get those people and sometimes they come in and it's like, you got to kind of think. Now, this mm-hmm. wrist is not going to be set up the same way the wrist, the last three wrist ideas. So, but I still mm-hmm. got to come out with the same type of image and anatomy has to be in a certain way so the radiologist can read it. Um, you know, and it doesn't distort anything. Mm-hmm. And you just got to think. You got to think through some things. It can't be all just book knowledge. And that's yes. so important when it comes to radiology. I, I hate for people to think I gotta be, I gotta be the straight A student and got no. You gotta have some common sense too, common sense. <laughs> some logical sense, and that's exactly. where having people that you had in your life came in and said, "Wait, this is the wrong physics for you." Mm-hmm. And I think going into, I believe going into these schools and helping young people to see that if you don't want to be a nurse, if you don't want to be a doctor, you don't want to be a social worker, you don't want to be, the, there are so many other avenues you can go in exactly make you really good money, but also challenge you scholastically the way your brain needs to be challenged. You just have exactly. to be exposed to it and then, you know, some kind of way learn about it through through mentors. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the field of radiology, you're you're pretty much in all the fields and experienced in them. You mentioned you had a memo bus sitting out there waiting after you did your presentation. That's genius. You educated them and then you said, okay, walk on out there and get your memos. Exactly. Uh, I got my pink on for October. Uh, yeah. I personally had two lumps removed. Uh, breast cancer is very prevalent in my family. I've had memos since I was, what? I get ultrasound, breast ultrasounds, now memos. Uh, but when I was younger, since my so 24 years old, I've exactly. had my first yeah. one because- And that was one of one of the things I talked about and during my presentation, because I'm not, I didn't want to just give right. that, you know, I want people to know this is what it looks like. Um, so as I was explaining um, the different um, pathology and what it looks like appear on your breast, like uh, what it looked like, um, one of the young girls um, jumped up and say, me and my mama just got to talking about this. And she found something on her breast and, you know, she's having a hard time getting her screen. I'm like, okay, it's a screening truck right out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so hopefully everything's okay with her. But yeah. um, if she hadn't came there and had to listen, you know, and like I said, cause everybody, believe it or not, can spit out stats, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, so I took it from my knowledge as a radiologic technologist, you know, and experience to let them know, what it looks like. And, and it's so, so important that you say that because I had a conversation yesterday with a radiologist and he was like, look, I don't understand the physics of the machine, but this is what I need. So as a <laughs> technologist, I had to hear what he needed and get this physics done on the machine. We don't just sit there and press buttons. No. And the doctors have their scope of practice and we have our scope of practice. You know, mm-hmm. I hear a lot of times people say, stay within your, you know, I've worked with certain other medical professionals who, you know, feel above radiology. You just, you just stand there and do that and stay in your scope of practice. Look, we put IVs in, we we assist in biopsies, we assist in surgeries. There are so many, and we have to operate those machines. The machine doesn't do it all. It does not do it all. We have to manipulate, especially when you get certain people with certain iron deficiencies in their body, certain issues going on chemically in their body. The You can have the parameters set in a machine, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be the type of image you need. You have to, it's physics and science that goes into it. And the technologists do more than press buttons. And you're there as a technologist showing what our role is when it comes to acquiring the best breast imaging. And we, we are the ones that have to be able to get there because the breast tissue is totally different on everybody. Exactly. Yeah. 
everybody. When I was going for my national certification in memo, I was like, oh, I learned <laughs> I learned a lot. I got schooled. I got schooled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because breast tissue, ooh, I I was taken aback. I just had to sit back and uh, my brain was tired after day one learning just <laughs> breast tissue and how mammographers have to adjust for that. And the radiologists depend heavily on exactly. for that. And it can mean somebody's life. So, you know, everything that you're doing, I just love it. So where do you see the, the field of radiology and the different modalities of dancing to? Because things are changing. Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuables secure with convenient zippered pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of a couple of RADTEX podcasts. Now let's get into the episode. I actually think that because of the need for quicker and accurate diagnosis, I'm seeing more merging of modalities. So I think there are going to be more merging of modalities like we see in PET-CT. And uh, I say this because with the advancement of technology in our field, we no longer are using film. Um, We're using digital imaging. So Um, with the multiple modalities that doctors currently use in order to get a diagnosis, um, I think there's going to start to be development of more machines and software where they can merge those modalities and have a better um, or increased standard of care. I agree. And I think that's where we're going. Um, I love, like I said, I'm I'm a techie person, so I love our field, <laughs> and I love what it, you know, I love that in fact that we're using technology in order to save lives. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where I see. I see also with that, I see, you know, I'm, I'm a visionary, <laughs> yeah. so I see this uh, technologist, kind of like me, um, that. Uh, more because it was they were pushed that way mm-hmm. uh, with the machines merging that they're learning more because um, we are a very vital part of the healthcare system and we got to realize ourselves as imaging professionals our own value. Say that again, please, because I, I can't <laughs> say it enough to people. It's like you have to recognize your value. We are not just techs. I'm just a tech. No, 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 no. And I'm, I'm going to say this right quick uh, about value, realizing your own value. Um, when I got on, when actually they approached me, actually the government approached me because I was like, is this a scam? You know, <laughs> so they pro- approached me on LinkedIn actually and asked me, did I want to be, um, you know, a consultant for them? Um, when I sat there um, on the panel, there were, like I said, I was the only, I'm the only radiologic technologist. There are different types of doctors on the panel. And I remember I first sat there and you had, you know, had the doctors, I'm Dr. So-and-so and I'm the head of this one and I'm this and that and the other. So I gave, you know, told them who I am. I'm a radiologic technologist, you know, and I told them who I were, you know, who I was. And so um, 
the very first case, because a lot of times they don't realize we are very smart people. Yeah. Um, so I remember the very first case, um, one of the doctors went first about, you know, to review the case. So he reviewed the case. And I was sitting in my, I was saying to myself, because this was a medical imaging case, you know, so he's going on and on and on. And this is the reason why I decided that this should happen. So I like, when it got to me, I'm like, I would like to do a rebuttal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I went and did, I, you know, like everything he said, and I rebuttal. and I told him, I explained why. And then he's like, wow, we're gonna let you go first next time. <laughs> And then he's like, I renege, I renege. <laughs> and so I go first every time. So they're like, Shalana, we're gonna like you to go first. <laughs> they were, I mean, so. that just, I mean, that goes to show people don't realize doctors rely a lot. And when, when radiologists find a technologist that mm-hmm. takes their craft seriously and professionally, they know, you know, because you do have some that do just sit back there and they don't really, you know, they'll scan anything, they'll let anything pass. Exactly. But I work with a lot more that don't. And I know a lot more that don't, that really do take the time to look over their images, to make sure they're given quality images, contact a radiologist if they see stuff. You know, we're the ones that are the first stop before people get, we may not write a report or dictate a report, mm-hmm. but plenty of times over my 20 years, I picked up the phone and said, hey, I don't think this person needs to get off my table. Exactly. This is what I see. Mm-hmm. And the radiologist is like, thank you so much for not letting them leave. Can I buy you a, you know, buy you something? Yeah. Thank you for saying, you know, because yeah. if people walk out, they could, certain things that we see, it could be fatal for them if they leave. Exactly. Protected for a week or two. And we are the eyes, right? Of yeah. healthcare. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I always tell people that, you know, take this serious. Even I've had students, um, now I've had students to, you know, they go, well, I saw this, but the doctors don't listen. It's still your responsibility yes. to bring that to that doctor. And I am very passionate mm-hmm. about my field. And the radiologists know that. Like when yeah. I worked with radiologists, they know my passion. And I'm like, they understand it's a passion that I have, right. you know. So it's not that you're stepping on the doctor's toes. Most doctors are grateful that, hey, I have someone here that's looking out for the patients as well. And I, I always had that. And I kind of moved up because people always say, how did you move so fast up to leadership? Hmm. And I think it had to, has to be uh, because of my passion. Right. Like I used to go to work. I was like energized every day. Yeah. I love my job, you know. So when I got there, I was so energized. I invested. Mm-hmm. my time and knowledge in knowing this field. Um, and again, um, I'm very passionate about patients. Right. You know? And so I will always go to the doctors like, hey, I'll even, and that's kind of what, like I am on the panel. Because <laughs> uh, I'll even go like almost toe-to-toe with a doctor if it's something that they're really doing wrong, you know, because yeah. it's all about the patient at the end of the day. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, and I remember I had a situation, me and the doctor went back and forth, back and forth. And like, I don't think this should be done. He was like, I want it done. And I like, I don't think it should be done, you know? And so I always tell my students to always document yep. everything. And you'll be amazed how many technologists do not document. They do. Like not. I look at a case 
Like they don't even try to defend themselves. Yeah. And I look at a case and I'm like, where's the technologist letter? Where is the report? The incident report? Nothing. Nothing. You know, so um, always document because I had a situation right before I started uh, teaching on the school side full time. I had a situation like a week before I left. This situation occurred. And um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I've always been like that. So I had the doctor, he changed the order. I advised him. I didn't think it was a great idea. Right. He did it anyway. <laughs> and unfortunately, the patient passed. So um, here I am. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But this what happened. So the doctors came to me and they were like, you don't have to worry about anything. We know you. Right. We know that you you fought for this not to occur. You know? Yeah. yeah. And like I did. I really did. You know. So, you know, just that trust from your doctors and knowing that you are professional and carry yourself in a professional way and know your value. Um, just last week, actually, um, when I renewed uh, one of my government contracts, um, I asked for an increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I asked for an increase because um, I'm doing way more, right? you know, and I'm bringing a lot to the team. And your value. Oh, yeah. And so... The person on the other end, human resources go, well, I don't think they're already paying you more than what you are structured to be paid for. And I'm like, I don't care. I know what I bring to the team. So, um, you know, I wrote up the contract and then she calls me and she's like, well, they uh, did I tell you the good news? They said they're going to go ahead and honor it. Yeah, because I learned that. And another thing um, I learned, I'm going to speak from a female perspective, right. is that a lot of times with females, uh, other females actually mm-hmm. do not think or, or look at, oh, you should be bargaining. They right. might not accept it. And you then you might not be hired, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, but when a male d- does the same thing, they're like, oh, okay, you know? And so even when I came here to Arizona, I had a female, you know, to call me like, you asking for that much money? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Because I, I have a lot to bring to the team and I'm uprooting my family, moving right. from those states, you know? Okay. And so um, when the uh, president, you know, told her, yeah, whatever she wants, tell her, come on. We, you should, know? we should have a conversation, like a panel with women and just talk about that. Because Mm -hmm. that is, I just recently with a contract did that. And I've been with this contract, this person for a while, this business for a while. And they didn't even, they were like, yep, no problem. And I was like, some, in my head, I would say no, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I had to raise my value, Mm -hmm. you know, and be bold enough, be bold enough. And when you know know what you know, and you do good work and people, people want good quality Mm -hmm. and they have the money to pay it. Mm-hmm. They have well, a government contract. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think for me, like you said, you know, sometimes we doubt ourselves and others because it was a female that I had to go through. And she was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to go for that. Mm-hmm. He, he won't. He was like, yeah, no. What? Mm-hmm. Air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that to me said, girl, you got to think more of your value. It just told me internally of the work I needed to do because I did doubt myself. And then with her saying, I was like, oh, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. but then i was like no i'm sticking with it this is yeah. these are my prices this is what I, what 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 the worst thing they can say is no 
I'm then- tired from somebody telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, I just love that you say that because I think we need to say that more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really encouraging each other to get what you're worth and also pre- give back, you know, make sure you're, you're giving the professionalism, giving what you're worth, you know, just don't charge it, but you know, you're showing people exactly. how to present and how to deliver. And that's how you ask for what you're worth. And that's how you value yourself. Cause I get a lot of people on my social media as well. How much should I, should I ask when I get out of school? How much do you think you're worth? What exactly. can you bring? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about cross modalities now. Mm-hmm. For me, this really tells technologists really learn more than one modality. It makes you valuable. I know a lot. Uh, I, I'm shocked at how many CT techs don't know how to put in IVs. That blows my mind. Exactly. You know, that's, that's another thing I'd like to tell people. You know, get with someone that's going to teach you, and don't feel like you don't need to know it because there's a nurse in your department. Exactly. I worked at a hospital, a big hospital, and they they had a nurse in every radiology modality had their own nurse. Budget cuts came, and those nurses went to the floor. <laughs> or they retired. Now everybody's left with one person doing IVs. Only one tech knew how to do IVs, and it was me. And I was like worn out. Yeah, because you never know where <clears throat> what you learn is going to take you, and when you're going to have to pull it out your pocket, right, and use it, right. So, you know, like I said, I, I, um, I always, you know, over the years, I've gathered information because I naturally love learning. Right. Um, and then, like, even like you were talking about nuclear medicine, I ended up teaching for nuclear medicine. And so how that occurred um, during the last crash, <laughs> they closed down our radioactive program. Still don't understand why, but they closed our radioactive program down. Um, they paid me for a year a sabbatical pay for a year not sabbatical but a a leave pay for a year so when um my third month i had five job offers and i was not really looking for them i like (laughs) calling me left and right you know wanted me and i was almost ended up in atlanta and one of the colleges there so people's calling me left and right left and right and um so i had all these opportunities and that's when my eyes really opened up to my value Mm -hmm. and so um they, so here we go. Fast forward three months later, um, the school calls me because I'm at home now, you know. Right. So the school calls me and they said, we don't want you to go nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They're like, we don't want you to go nowhere. We hear you, you're getting ready to uh, work for another institution. We want to bring you back. And then I said, I'm coming. I'll come back under these conditions. Right. And then they're like, okay. And so they're like, we want you to work under nuclear medicine and we want you to uh, teach CT. So I was doing merging to CT, MRI, to nuclear, to the radiography professionals, to nuclear medicine professionals and the nuclear medicine students, also to radiation therapists and the radiation therapy students. And so um, I taught correlative imaging um, was one of the courses I taught. So it's like the merging of imaging. Uh, images and I, I look back and people are like how you know all that you know how, how you can look at the image and compare the images and all that and I'm like throughout the years you know I worked in trauma I worked yep. in OR I worked in the ER I, I was close with the doctors you yep. know I did research so um it's just something that I acquired over the years and that knowledge 
when you learn something, it's there, you know, you don't forget it. And so I just kind of taught it, you know, um, and um, over the years, um, when I, even when I left uh, UAB to come to um, Arizona, um, they were like, we don't want you to go. We don't want you to go, you know? And I'm like, I gotta go, (laughs) you know? (laughs) You know, it's time for me to, you know, spread you know, that's another thing don't be afraid to spread your wings don't be afraid i tell people all the time because even here people like we have a feeling you're gonna leave you know people in arizona is funny right. <laughs> and i'm like um well i'm not a tree right yeah and so i'm like um wherever i'm led you know yeah that's where i'm gonna go you know so I always is, try to educate yourself i think well, that's gonna be my sound bite for this podcast because so many, and I'm talking to the technologists now who are technologists, been technologists for years, and they've been afraid to move. They've been afraid to grow. Mm-hmm. And now things have changed to where you're being forced to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I find that's the worst place to put yourself is when you're backed into a corner and it's like, I got to make it. Now you make changes and you don't really want to do it or you take something you really don't want. And mm-hmm. it's so important for us to realize our value as technologists, whether you do diagnostic x-ray, memo, one modality, two, three, four, or education, know that you're not a tree. You know, I think that is so, such a valuable thing. And that's going to be my soundbite for this. You know, you guys okay. can't take anything away from this as technologists. Be okay and be flexible and learn new things. Sit down with those radiologists and take the time to just go in there. Don't be afraid to learn. To learn. We are always learning this modality. Now, what advice do you would you have for the students that are coming out of radiology school? The advice I have for students that are coming out um, of radiology school is just that: learn. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be flexible, and again. Um, don't limit yourself, you know, and I, I've had people, and I think it's kind of like just people just got used to saying, I'm just a yes. radiologic technologist, you know, I'm just a radiologic technologist when a patient asks them something, I'm just a radiologic technologist, you know, um, because you bring so much value to your field. So again, keep an open mind, look for opportunities, grow, learn as much as you can and i i you know with me like i say it was, it's, i was so driven mm-hmm. that i didn't do things actually for an increase of pay right i didn't do things to move up it came naturally um because i even turned down my first advancement <laughs> i had just graduated from uh radiology school six months later um the director came to me and wanted me to be the interim supervisor i told him no mm-hmm. and i told him no uh, because i was like i'm i'm the youngest tech on day shift right and i'm the newest tech on day shift and i thought to myself that i was gonna have a hard time like they're not gonna honor me coming in right you know right. fresh out of school it was different actually yeah. um because i actually worked as a i told you that as a student technologist right um so they knew my work ethics. And so it actually was the technologists that the different technologists on day shift came to me and they're like, Shalanda, we want you to be mm-hmm. the supervisor. Right. Because you, you know, you know how it is to be out here and to work. And uh, so um, I did, I, you know, I, I changed my mind and I became the interim supervisor. And then from there, the school came to me. So basically like everything, every time I've got promoted, 
it was more of people coming to me. Right. You didn't have and they saw the value in me. Um, and saying, hey, even with uh research, I was sitting at my desk one day and um, because I was teaching the students at the time, and I like I always do over and beyond, and it's just me. Um, and so I used to carry the the students to noon conference. And so that's where the radiologists resident right. together and they go over their school stuff. So I just kept students there. And um, so the students was like, you know, this is this, that, this, this, that, and the radiologist residents were like, how do they know that, you know? Um, <laughs> and so um, one of the doctors um, was like, Shalanda, uh, you, would you like to do research? We think we need somebody in imaging to do research and you specialize in CT and MRI. Like I said, you never know where, what you learn gonna bring you to never. a point and where, how it's gonna grow you, you never um, know. and advance you. And so I was like, you know, I don't turn out nothing too quickly. <laughs> and I said, okay, you know, I'll give it a try, you know? And so, you know, people are like, wow, how you do that? How you do that? I'm like, I just do what, I, I stay focused and I do what I need to do. You had a proper motive, and that is to just grow yourself. Mm-hmm. Grow this yourself. was all and about. If you always do that, you'll always have opportunities that are presented to you. You don't have to chase them. So you know how the to. biggest thing is this institute that you have created and your CEO of. Can you tell us um, what you all teach, who you all teach, how does someone become a student, and what kind of outlook are they looking for? You know, what, what are some of the testimonies that your students have given? So um, we are a national institution. Uh, we have several um, institutions throughout uh, the United States. We offer training online uh, courses, seminars, webinars, and on-site training. So we actually travel, go to different hospitals and train as well. Um, so what we do is we train medical imaging professionals such as radiographers, radiation therapists, and nuclear medicine technologists to advance in their field in CT, MRI, mammography, and ultrasound. And so uh, we are looking at a contract, a local contract uh, with the hospital um, for mammography. And so, um, and that opportunity came to me, actually. I was getting my mammogram done and Dr. Oh. Asked me about it. <laughs> So you like I said, you know, I'm I'm blessed um, to be able to do that. And so um, right now we accept radiologic technologists um, who are certified, more specifically ARRT certified in the field. And again, we advance them into different levels. And so that is the gist of the of my um, school. Um, we have a hundred percent pass rate. That's what I was going to tell you. Please tell them what your pass rate is. <laughs> yeah, so we have a hundred percent pass rate. Um, students, um, and it's funny because students most of the time come to me because of physics. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they, uh, they like, we love coming to you. We heard about you're good at teaching physics. So, um, that is the gist of school and, um, you can, Find me on at www.thomashealthprofessions, uh, that plural professions, at gmail, I'm sorry, dot edu. So um, com. 
So that is our uh, website. And, and I'll have it the, scrolling down at the bottom too. And it'll be in the description, you guys, for you to easily just be able to click on. So yeah, so this is important because I, I for me, physics was the one reason that I didn't pass my registry for MR the first time. I had to go take a, a physics course and there was only like one out there back then. And it actually came to my, my uh, previous school that I went to for radiology. And it was, I found this guy through there, but I was like, it was only one option. And mm -hmm. now, you know, I think people need different options and everybody teaches differently. We already talked about that. You need different type of, some teachers work with some people, some don't work. And I think people just need options. And I find that your school has a great reputation. I've been following it for a long time. Uh, and, you know, and I love just your demeanor. And I think more people could resonate with you and benefit from the programs that you offer and from your education and from your passion for not only your patients, but for the profession. And you can teach people not only, for me, when I watch you and see how you go about and navigate this industry as a woman of color and as a woman period, in a mostly, especially education, male-dominated and administration, male-dominated field. Um, it just, it makes me smile because you, you're just killing it. <laughs> I mean, you're killing it and it makes you smile. And I, I just want people to know there are other options out there and to take advantage of these options, because I know a lot of techs who have waited a long time and they're ready to go into another modality, but they don't know where to start. They don't know where to go. And if they find someone they can resonate with, someone that kind of speaks their language, that looks like them, that's a mother like them, that's juggling a lot of things like them here. I'm in school right along with y'all and I own a school and I'm right, you know, you, you never stop your education and you're really passionate about technologies, learning more than one thing. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I think more people should know about the, the Institute, Thomas Institute of Technology. So thank you so much. And any parting words, anything you would like our listeners to know about you, your school or any, anything, any tips? Um, all I got to say is just realize your value, go for it, and you'll do well. Well, so, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And I'm going to put all of Shalanda's information for her social media links, her website, and even her email. You guys can send her information to reach out to you. As you see, this is the person that I met on social media. She's every time we've gotten together, she's the same way. And those are the kind of people I think that you should really yeah. hold near and dear to you. And she is very passionate about the profession. So thank you again. And thank you. you guys, please be sure to subscribe if you have not subscribed to Let's Chit Chat Health and Wellness. And uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends on your social media, share it in your stories. Uh, send it out as a text. We want more and more people to know about the field of radiology and that we are the third largest medical profession in the nation. And without us, you can't see inside the body. So a lot of things <laughs> won't be diagnosed. So we are very important and we're not just radiology tech. So thank you again for listening and uh, be sure to subscribe and follow. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.